Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. Uh, I'm Jeff Boom Squad Kowalski. Ooh, nice. I'm Louisa Team Yell Heron. Oh, pretty good. Um, yeah, well, I feel like we're all itching to talk about it, and it's going to take more than half the episode, so let's get right into it. Louisa, oh, what wow. did you do this week? Okay. Uh, this week, I had delivered to me on Friday the release day the cartridge for Pokemon Shield. Wow, old. So the second I got home, I unpacked that, and I started playing, and I have done nothing since we're recording this Sunday evening. I've done nothing since except shower and eat and sleep and play this yep. game. And I love it. And <laughs> you guys are playing it, I know. <laughs> it's extremely good, and the one thing that I keep noticing is that, like, we've talked about Pokemon on this show a lot. Mm-hmm. And through the course of this show, we were just discussing before we started recording, like, another Pokemon game has come out while we were recording our previous podcast, Seeing Reddit. Um, Pokemon has its hits and misses as a series, but mm-hmm. every game does a great job of adding um, quality of life stuff that makes the game so much easier to play, and I, yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm. that so much. Yes. The fact that you can, like, access your Pokemon boxes without going to the Pokemon Center now is life-changing. Yeah, that is very good. (laughs) One thing I really liked about that this time is that they managed to institute those changes without making the game easier. Yes. (laughs) Um, In addition to the fact that, like, they also increased the challenge without taking away any of the, like, quality of life stuff. Yes, I think that, like, as much as I'm annoyed that I won't be able to bring all of my old Pokemon over into this game, I think that their advancements were very much helped by not having to have all of the previous legendary Pokemon in there. Yeah, that's too many. There's definitely too many old ones. Mm-hmm. I wish that I could later import all of them, but I do not need them to be, like, available in-game at first. Yeah, they yes. might end up doing that. They like to do things like that over yeah. and over. They do yeah, keep we'll insisting that they're never going to, though. <laughs> and yeah. honestly, like, now that they've said that Pokemon Home is going to be a place where they you can put all of those things and they just won't be in this game, I'm mm-hmm. kind of okay with it. Yeah. Like, that, that means they might still be in future games, and I'll still have a perfect box with all of my perfect Pokemon lined <laughs> up, every single one that I've caught, all next to each other. Yeah. I'm mad that I caught, by shaking a tree, I caught a Cherubi, which is that Pokemon that looks like two happy little cherries. Yes. <laughs> and it's no longer Pokemon number 420. Oh, yes. Well, that's true with every regional Pokedex. That's true. Yes. All the regional Pokedexes have their own numbers. But there's no national decks anymore. I mean, oh, there still is, just not, Galar doesn't use it. They just still use a pound sterling. <laughs> I mean that's true, but there's no yeah, official pre-decimalization. Yeah, they did the a they did a Brexit in the in the Galar region so <laughs> oh that they God. don't have to use the national decks. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to get invaded by foreign Pokemon. So wait, does like Grookey have a national dex number, even though that will never be represented in any game? I mean, Bulbapedia says yes. I will say because yeah. if you go there, well, they sure, assign Bulbapedia. numbers. Well, I mean. But- that's yeah. all we got to go on, really, right? Well, no. I mean, like, will they have? Will there be somewhere where you can view its national dex number when you put it in Pokemon Home or wherever? Oh yeah, probably. Sure be. Yeah, I hope so because that's how I organize my boxes. 
I name every box the number the number range of Pokemon that will be in it, and then I put the Pokemon in in order, and I fill yeah. in every slot. I always <laughs> want to weird. have a box for each type, and then whichever type the Pokemon is, or its main type if it's two types, I would put them in there, so then I would know which ones to pick for a gym, and they never give you enough boxes to have one for each type. Ah, but if you put at least one Pokemon in every box that you have, and then go to the Pokemon Center and look at the machine, it adds, like, five boxes. Ooh, maybe this is the year I can finally organize my Pokemon correctly. <laughs> yeah. I think the maximum number of boxes you can have is, like, 54 or something, so well, you should have enough. How many types are there? 10? Something around that? 16. Okay, that's all I need. Yeah. But there are more than 30 Pokemon of each type, unfortunately. Yeah, but some of those Pokemon are garbage, and I don't need them. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta catch them all, though. Yeah, but you don't have to keep them all, that's the secret. The thing that the thing that makes me crazy is that, and I know that I'm an insane person for doing this, mm-hmm. I want there to, I don't just want every, like, one of every evolution tree of Pokemon, I want... Every, I want all of them. Uh-huh. So I want to have a Caterpie and a Metapod and a Butterfree <laughs> so I can fill in all of those slots in my box. I get what you're That's saying, weird. but you're never going to use that Metapod for anything. That does not matter. That is, I'm using it for the for filling in that slot. Okay. <laughs> That's what it's for. Alright, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to say about you said challenges before I forget. <clears throat> I am a little um, it makes me a little anxious that you get to a point where your Pokemon on your team are reaching the upper limit of the level of Pokemon that will still listen to you before you go to a new gym. Yes. Because that's the the way the game works. Like, with a certain gym, you can have uh, obedient Pokemon to, like, level 20. So your Pokemon are, like, 18 and 19, and then as you're making your way to the next gym, the Pokemon you're meeting are, like, 20, 21. (laughs) It's very frustrating to be, like, to think, okay, I'm getting too overpowered, I have to go to the next gym, but also, I'm really underpowered compared to these wild Pokemon that are around. Well, you're talking about the wild space, right? Like, the the slot in front of Moto whatever city? No, I was talking about the roots. Oh, really? Yeah. They're well, all right up around your level. And I kind of like when they're just easy to catch and deal with. My my strategy for every Pokemon game is to have my starter be the first person that appears in every battle and fight every battle in the entire game with just that Pokemon. <laughs> so he gets to be level like 75 and then he can just beat everyone no matter what their type is. Yeah, that's kind of what I do too. Yeah, I I remember when I played Red, there was one time where I beat the game where uh, my only good Pokemon was, like, a level 38 Blastoise, and everything else was, like, (laughs) level 15. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, One thing that is a quality of life upgrade that I wanted to talk about is, have you guys been using the Pokedex recommended catch feature? I did see that today, and that's how I knew how to catch that fire centipede. Or rather, where. It does. So what it does is it it just shows you like the next one, two, or three Pokemon that it thinks you should catch right. based on the current weather conditions and what you have access to. Mm-hmm. So it'll just say like, hey, this is a Pokemon you don't have that you could catch right now if you go to this place and look for it. Okay. It's amazing because <laughs> when I'm trying to fill in all the little gaps in my Pokedex, Sometimes I'm looking at him and I'm like, okay, I really need to catch a Drampa right now. Oh, wait, I can't catch a Drampa because I need to go to this thing and I don't have access to it yet. So even though I have the slot and that's the next number, I shouldn't do that yet. 
it it completely bypasses that whole thought process. You just hmm. you know which one you can catch next. I should do hmm. that. But real quick, you said Drampa. Did you just pull that out of your head? Uh, Drampa was the one that I was working on catching in Sun and Moon before this one came okay. out. I wanted to say because I was told Drampa was a shield exclusive. It's true. Drampa is shield exclusive, and I forget which one is the equ- equivalent in yeah. Goo Dragon. No, that one's also in uh, Shield. Wow. Yeah, I, I know that we get, um, uh, this is boring. They were good. They all had good matches, but I can't remember them now. I'm, did you get the Apple Dragon yet? Yes! Wow. <laughs> He's so, so cool. I know. He's so useless until I get the Apple that will help him evolve. I don't want to give yeah. people too many <laughs> but you need what a special hell? apple. Okay, I just cool. got the Apple to help mine evolve, and it's amazing. I want to send you, because apparently in Shield and Sword, there are different apples. Yes, that's true. So I got I, the, In yeah. Sword, you get the flying one, and in Shield, you get the grass one, I think. Yes. And, oh god, I don't want to spoil it for <laughs> listeners who are playing, but the way it looks <laughs> for the Shield, oh my god, that is everything I wanted a Pokemon. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to look it up now. Yes. It looks like, um, uh, while you're doing that, it looks like... Bulbapedia is simply guessing at the National Dex uh, order by looking at the Galar Pokemon in the order that they appear in the Galar Pokedex, and That's then just skipping the ones tacking them to the end. Yeah. yeah. That's what you gotta do, really. Starting with, like, 802, and then just going through whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, this... This other Apple Pokemon yep. is so much better than the flying well, one. Well, I will I, send you an Apple when I uh, find I don't it. know that you can. I only got <laughs> one. No, um, I went because I couldn't resist spoiling it for myself when I got the Apple and Pokemon. And I'm like, this is garbage. <laughs> is this guy going to get any better? Because it says it's a dragon type. <laughs> uh, so I looked it up immediately. And yes, you can. There's a place where you can pick them up off the ground. So it says you can get plenty. Oh, that must be very late game, though, I assume. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. That's when I got the apple that I got, it was a whole cutscene where this guy was like, these yes. are impossible to find, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yes, they mentioned that. They said that you can also find them in one of the later wild areas, so. Hmm, okay. Oh, exciting. Everything's so great in this game. Yes. This game is probably the best Pokemon game I've played since, like, Blue. Yeah. I'm really enjoying the addition of Pokemon that are visible on the map. And I like that they mixed it with Pokemon that you can't see. So you yeah. can either just try to guess and see what you find, or you can look at the ones you won. Just go for it. Yeah. What really fucked me up is that there are some that appear only in those little, like, exclamation point clouds yes. that don't yeah. appear if they're walking around. So yes. you're like, oh, I've got all the ones that are in that grass patch. Oh, wait. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's pretty good. Yep. Uh, it's very weird. There's so many goddamned Pokemon available in this game <laughs> yes. that I still haven't seen Wooloo, the, like, basic-ass <laughs> first Pokemon that everyone saw. I haven't even seen one in the wild. You mentioned that, but it's on the first route. It's yeah, it really is everywhere on I didn't first see route. it on the first route at all. Like, it wasn't walking on the overworld, and I didn't run into it in the grass. I've seen it in both now. Both also, the grass I- and the overworld. I'd like to point out that Rookadee is the best bird Pokemon tree they've ever had. Yes! I didn't realize what that one was going to make up. Really? You couldn't tell from the name and whole vibe? No. Weird. He's amazing. His little red eyes, oh my god, he's so cute and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. I've got his second evolution, and I'm real close to that third. I can't wait! 
Uh, I was so sad because when he got to his third evolution, I had to take him out of my party so I could evolve somebody else because of my insane mania. Yeah, you have to put him right in the trash. <laughs> yes. Every time I catch a Pokemon that doesn't evolve, I'm like, never again. You're gone. Forever. <laughs> I'm kind of annoyed that I have Mudbray in my party, and I've had Mudbray in my party since I picked them up because they know so many excellent moves that I can't put them away. Yeah, yeah, but then um, it'll become Mudsdale, and that kicks ass. Yes, but it's not cute enough, really, for what you I could want. could just not evolve them. That's true, but Mudbray isn't really that cute either. But so useful, I can't get rid of him. Because <laughs> my way of playing the games is I don't care about any moves that do status effects at all. So I only like attacks or yes. healing <laughs> spells, and so I just get rid of everything else. Weird. I'm very <laughs> surprised at how obviously... Uh, the fire starter type in this game was the right choice. Yeah, I am because thinking of that too. There's no fire Pokemon for so long. Yeah, oh, you no, you get that bug pretty early. What bug? There's yeah. a fire centipede on like Route Four or Three. I have it, but um, someone I was talking to online told me that it's incredibly rare. Actually, I got it in a max raid battle. Oh, mine was just uh, in the grass. It was like the recommended catch, so I went and walked around on the route where it said it usually is. Okay. Yeah, I don't apparently know it it's like a 30% oh. chance of encountering it, which isn't that rare. No, it's not. I was told it was very rare. Okay. Um, I also have that one in my party because it's both a bug and a fire type, and it knows a lot of good attacks, and I hate it so much. It's so ugly. I want to oh get rid God. of it. I want to... I want to throw that one in the trash. And then if rock-type moves, just destroy it. Yes. Yes. Uh, Poor, poor little guy. That's why you gotta go with the score bunny, who is amazing. Have you gotten to his final evolution yet, Jeff? No, I'm still on the middle one, who's wearing that fun little uh, sports jacket. I want to spoil it so (laughs) bad, but I won't. I won't. I've been trying to, like... Uh, carefully dodge around Bulbapedia to get a definitive answer as to the national decks numbering without seeing any of the Pokemon. Yes. Uh, I went with Grookey, and I also still have Grookey on the middle evolution, but I do love Grookey, so very good. <laughs> My favorite thing was, when you first learn about max raid battles, you uh, you max up your Dynamax, your Pokemon that you have with you, and it's your little starter, and it's still a baby at that point. So Grookey gets really big, and it raises its tiny fists in the air, and there's yes. that dramatic like rumbling, and it just goes because <laughs> that's all it, the noise it makes. I- <laughs> I really liked, uh, somebody posted a video of them Dynamaxing their Pikachu, and it just gets big and then goes, Pika! (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. I haven't done Uh, that yet. It's still... I posted this in our group chat, but I want to point it out here. It's very horrifying to me that Pikachu and Eevee have normal human voices and everything else has a robot voice. Yeah, they've done that for Pikachu since, I want to say, X and Y, and I've never liked it. Yes. Because I miss Pikachu's old, like, zappy zaps cry that it would do. Uh, when you catch Eevee, it's in the same area as you catch, like, the weird uh, Meowth, the regional Meowth, and yeah, oh some God. other stuff, like Electrike. And so I'm p- catching all these Pokemon, and they're like, like, all digitized noises, and I, it's great. And then I catch my Eevee, and it's like, hello, I am Eevee. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> What's weird is the Stop. noise it makes, which is a human voice, the noises it makes don't have any of the same syllables as Eevee. Like, it yes, doesn't say true. Eevee at all. I, I don't get it. Yeah, it just uh, says a list of your fears in your home address. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Which is weird, because I know my home address already. It doesn't help anybody. Yeah, shut up, Evie. <laughs> Stop reminding me of my address. Uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to point out also that Team Yell is amazing. Mm-hmm. The fact that Team Yell, the first time you fight them, they show up, and then they fight you, and then afterwards they're like, we're sorry that we fought you, we just got really excited about Pokemon. <laughs> You're like, yeah, uh, me too. That's why yeah, I fought you. It's, it's great. Every time you fight them, they're like, hey, listen, <laughs> we're really sorry, we're just drunk right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got really high on rage adrenaline because they're such uh, angry soccer hooligans. People yeah. don't know that's kind of their theme. And they still do the thing where certain areas are blocked off to you until you beat the gym or whatever by the enemy team blocking off that area. But instead of them being like, hey, kid, get out of here. We're tough and we hate you. And they're always like, woo, we love Pokemon! <laughs> like, just drunkenly charging around the streets. I, um, I just got to the first of the, like, mean other gym challengers. Uh, I mean, I met the one that Team Yell all loves, and she was nothing to me. She's she's not mean. (laughs) She's she's quite normal. Yeah, Yeah, but then later I met uh, Bede, or Beady, or Bidet. (laughs) Um, And he... (laughs) He's exactly what I want out of a rival in Pokemon. (laughs) Just coming up being like, "Mm, yeah, I let you win. Anyway... He's yes. got very much an edge, like, hmm, you, these are your Pokemon, huh? Pokemon for poor people, I guess. <laughs> yes. It's have very you, unnecessarily wait. mean. Yeah, yeah nice you, Pokemon have, for me to poop on. <laughs> have you gone through your first fight with him yeah. already? Okay, so I'm going to make a joke that I made online. I don't think Louisa cares about this, but if you care about a very minor spoiler... No, I, I beat ahead. him twice now. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Yeah. Um, but if you care about this, skip ahead for like 10 seconds. But the first fight you have with him and he's like, like they, he talks to you during the fight and he's like, all right, you've beaten my first few Pokemon. That was just a warm up. Here I go with my best Pokemon to really scare you. And then he pulls out that sleeping hat Pokemon. <laughs> what? That was the first time I had seen that Pokemon and I yeah, was like, same. this is a, this is a wizard hat with a wig on. <laughs> yes. What the hell? <laughs> and why did you think that would scare me? You're, you little, like, you're supposed to be intimidating me right now, I think. Yeah. I wonder if that thing evolves into something better. Because when you meet him the second oh, no. time, some of his other Pokemon have evolved. So I was wondering if that was foreshadowing. No, that I, one dies. I have the second evolution of that one, and it is not better. Okay. It is weird. Okay. I saw I one in the wild, but I couldn't catch it. I'm trying to find it. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's very good, and there's stadium battles this time for the gyms, which is really thrilling because, Matt, you mentioned this, but um, they, the people in the background chant. They don't chant real words, but they chant with real voices, and they yes. chant and sing like a real soccer stadium. Oh, it's so good. When when the opposing gym leader Dynamaxes, they all start chanting along with the background music, and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... I really liked in the the like music so far is really good. Yeah. I was just reminded of uh, BD's battle theme is just awesome. Uh, it reminds me of the I think fifth generation Team Plasma that was very like this sounds like a bad guy theme. <laughs> <laughs> That's too inside Pokemon even for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you know how the bad guy themes will sound like. Uh, a broken uh, carnival uh, calliope. 
<laughs> yes, that's true. Or like just electric guitars that are like all yeah. yeah. It's like a clown from hell playing the electric guitar. <laughs> uh, um, I just got to. I, I'm really enjoying how much the um, towns are themed after real British towns. <laughs> kind of uh, roughly, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean somewhat, but some of them are like just the town. You think Motostoke got- is Manchester? <laughs> What's that? Do you think Moto Stoke is Manchester? It's either Manchester or Newcastle. It's not no, it's London. Possible. No, Wyndham no. is London. Quite okay. obviously. <laughs> I didn't get that far, so I don't know. I just assumed that. Neither did gonna... I. But if I... you look at the map, Wyndham's the huge city at the top, and it has skyscrapers, and it has a huge Ferris wheel. Wink, the London Eye. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I just I just got to a town called uh, Sitchester. Mm-hmm. And it's just bath. Like they have the rotunda. <laughs> there's a hot spring that is a like just a recreation of the hot spring and bath. It's yep. just bath. It's all very good. I'm enjoying yes. That. Um. Also, I they did a really good job of naming them all things that sound like real British towns but aren't. <laughs> yeah. If you had yeah. five minutes to make up some fake names for places <laughs> in Britain, you'd do about as well. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yep. I mean, like that's all you need, isn't it? <laughs> Farshtashir. There you go. Uh, Yog's mouth. I mean, one of them is called, like, uh, what is it called? Costal on Stow or something? Yeah. Like, it's so good. It's so exactly the thing. Yeah. It is all very good. I really like that all of the languages changed, too. Like, when you look at your TV, instead of saying, it's a TV, it says, it's a telly. Yes, that's pretty good. Yeah, that is good. And people use slang. Yep. It's cute. Anyway, Matt, what did you do? Our friend Holly got very angry about that, which I thought was (laughs) funny, because she's always using weird Japanese turns of phrases, and she didn't know that these were things real dumb British people say. Oh, those aren't Japanese turns of phrases. She just can't speak English anymore since (laughs) having lived in Japan. Well, she says that they're Japanese turns of phrases sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, Matt, what did you do? Yeah, what did you do? Uh, So, I, as a person who gets my internet through Verizon Fios, got a free subscription for a year to Disney+. Plus. So I downloaded it, and I was flipping through it. And guys, there's a lot of dumb shit on Disney+. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's amazing how much bullshit is on there, and considering how excited I was before it came out, it's amazing how quickly I realized there was nothing I wanted to watch on it at all. (laughs) Now, does it have all the animated movies? Because I know a lot of them are still on Netflix. Okay. Almost all both. of them, yes. Oh, it does not, it doesn't have, like, there was a couple on there that, that are, like, still in the vault for a while. Huh. Yeah. Um, everything that is on Netflix is, like, delayed incoming, like, uh, Star Wars and I think one of the Marvel movies, but everything else is, uh, <laughs> up there already. Um, and, like, you can go watch. So many bowling themed Disney Channel original movies if you really want to. <laughs> yes. I wa- we watched um Sleeping Beauty because that's one that's been in a vault for like five or six years and so you haven't been able to watch it, so we decided we'd give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And I cannot believe how boring that movie is. Oh yeah. my god. 
There's Nothing a, happens at all. There's a lot in that movie. People will still talk about the aesthetics of the background paintings. There's yes. a lot in that movie where you're just supposed to look at the background painting, really. Yes, that's mm. true. <laughs> um, and we also watched Pinocchio. and Horrifying. It is horrifying. How recently have you guys watched Pinocchio? <clears throat> Ever? Maybe uh, 15 years ago or so? Yeah. I cannot remember the last time I watched it. Okay, I also couldn't remember the last time I'd watched it, so I was like, okay, this will be an interesting experience to watch it again. You know how there's the character, the extremely racist character of, uh, what is it? Stromboli. Stromboli, yes, that is the puppeteer that uh, Pinocchio gets sold to. Right. Do you guys remember how Pinocchio ends up being sold to Stromboli? I thought he got just picked up off the street. Yes. So the here's the thing. The fox gets him, right? The fox tricks him? The fox convinces him that it's it would be fun to be an actor. Okay. He sings Fi Diddly D, an actor's life for me. Yeah, he's wrong. It wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't. That's true. That's the actual message of the movie. And is Matt and Jeff know from experience. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's not fun to act. It's a compulsion that should be squashed. Correct. <laughs> um. So the scene is, the fox is like, let's go be actors. Pinocchio's like, that sounds good. Uh, Jiminy Cricket's like, you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio's like, fuck off. Even though last scene I said I would follow your advice as my mm-hmm. conscience, I'm actually not going to. I'm going to go away instead. Cut that scene. The next scene is Pinocchio performing on stage. Mm-hmm. We do not see him being sold to Stromboli, what the deal is at all, it just cuts ahead to Stromboli owns him now, I guess forever? <laughs> Listen, there's a lot going on in that movie. You don't need all these extraneous how to get from point A to point B scenes. The other thing is, there's a part where Geppetto gets swallowed by a whale, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, Wrong. what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> not happened in spoilers, that movie. Spoilers for Pinocchio, jump ahead. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> What happens is, Pinocchio comes back from that island where he gets turned into a donkey for being a drunk who smokes cigars. Yep. Because this movie is dumb. And the blue fairy sends him a letter in the mail that says, Your dad got swallowed by a whale. (laughs) You don't see him get- what are you doing, Disney? How tragic would that be in the modern day if you just took that letter and threw it right in the trash without opening it? Like you do with all your mail? (laughs) And you never Uh. knew. It's just, it's insane that you were like, we could have animated the very short sequence of Geppetto getting swallowed by this whale, but instead, we animated the blue fairy writing him a letter from heaven! Why not just visit him? Just go there, you have magic powers. Yes! You have to remember, Matt, the context is, this book was a pretty famous book at the time, so there's probably Uh stuff they couldn't get rid of. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I, the famous scene where the blue fairy sits down at her desk and writes a letter I, to that, Pinocchio. That's in the book. I don't know for sure. But the I other you. part of it that's very funny is that you don't actually see the blue fairy writing the letter. <laughs> and previously, every time something happened, the blue fairy would come down from heaven to like save Pinocchio. This mm-hmm. time, a magic bird just flies down from heaven and drops off this letter, as if blue fairy's like, eh, "I'm done with you." <laughs> like, actually, this is dumb. I'm I'm over it. That's reasonable. You gave him so many chances. You, yes, you certainly did. Pinocchio is a real piece of shit in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then he gets true. a reward in the end. What kind of message is that? No, I think Geppetto's the one who gets a reward. Pinocchio goes from being an immortal, unstoppable killing machine to being a real boy. <laughs> yep. Okay. Now he has to live and die, and if he gets hit by a truck, he just will not be alive anymore. Whereas when he was a doll, that would have been nothing. Correct. <laughs> 
<sighs> okay, anyway, um, I tried to watch the, uh, the Last Jedi as well on Disney Plus, and it's not on there, so. It's still on Netflix. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. You fucked up, Disney. Yeah. You uh, watch I've... any of the old 70s movies, like, oh, oops, I got turned into a horse, or whatever they are. <laughs> Did I yep. tell you guys that they turned out? Did I tell you guys about when I watched the trailer for Buxton, the ghosts of Buxton Hall? <laughs> yes. I th- the what's I think of the- who? You told I me that the- in person, so I don't think you told you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we watched some trailers for those old 70s ones to see if they were worth watching, and there was one called The Ghosts of Buxton Hall about, um, I guess a group of kids at a military school who get into shenanigans and then there's a bunch of ghosts there and I thought that the plot was going to be like the ghosts and the kids work together to save Buxton Hall or whatever but instead it appears to be (laughs) from the trailer, the kids do normal kid pranking each other stuff and then the ghosts just appear in the background invisible to the children and say, what's going on children today are so undisciplined and then they fade away again. Love (laughs) it. it. That's great. Great. <laughs> the kids what say what? <laughs> the kids say okay boomer and yeah. them. <laughs> the ghosts yeah. just get obliterated. <laughs> I just can't believe that the Disney writers went to the the trouble of establishing the conceit that ghosts are real, and then they were like, What can we do with these ghosts? I guess just have them do the same thing that the adults would do in the scene. <laughs> Maybe that's how you get, it was just the trailer, so maybe that's how you get people to go to the movies. The kids are like, yay, pranks, and the adults are like, yeah, I want to hear more about what these ghosts have to say about unruly kids. (laughs) These Civil War ghosts are really speaking to me personally. (laughs) One of the only, like, purposes for ghosts in a story is to give kids their well-deserved comeuppance for being different than their uh, ancestors. Yeah, that's true. That's what Scooby-Doo is all about. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's no real ghosts. ghosts, Yeah. Mm. Those are just shady businessmen. Uh, did you watch the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo? Because Vincent Price was the devil, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. He sold Scooby-Doo all those needful things. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and one thing that I know Jeff wanted to talk about, this is the pre-show setup oh, we right. were talking about. Yeah. No, um, we said we were going to reveal it, you idiot! <laughs> I'm revealing it Oh, now. yeah, sorry. What pre-show setup? This is all spontaneous. Yes. Yeah. So, Jeff, I hear that you had met some kind of Mandalorian while you were on set for your most recent film. What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. How could you do this to me on live television? <laughs> all my fans need to go out there and tweet, uh, hashtag cancel Matt. <laughs> I mean, listen... Whatever you do, if you're a fan of this show, you should be tweeting hashtag cancel Matt. Um, I, yeah, I watched The Mandalorian when it came out on Tuesday, and then the second episode when it came out on Friday, and boy, uh, I liked it. Um, Matt, you didn't like it, but then we Correct. discovered it's probably because you don't like westerns. Yes, that's probably true. I just feel like the thing about Star Wars that has always been a struggling point for me is that they want very badly for me, a human man, to care about monster faces that are made out of computer magic. And I don't. So, mm. like, they, like, the fact that the, the main character, who is the one that we are theoretically supposed to be rooting for, uh, always wears a mask. You never see his face, at least not in the first episode. And, all he ever does is gruffly say how mad he is and then kill lots of people and is seemingly impervious to any kind of harm. Uh, I just don't know why I should care about him at all. 
Mm. Well, Nick Nolte voices a pig man. <laughs> yes, I saw that pig man, and I was like, this reminds me of Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the best character in the show, because he's just like, hey, here's what's gonna happen, uh, cool warrior, and the guy's like, why should I listen to you? And he's just like, because I said so, now come on. I do think it's very funny how long they take establishing that this pigman is going to help this, uh, future soldier, because why should he? To be honest, <laughs> yeah. like the Mandalorian says many times, why are you helping me? And then he comes up with all these different reasons, but at the end of it, I was still like... But why is he helping him? <laughs> this He's is stupid. Very actually, you don't know yet. You won't mm. find out till the end of the show. Yeah, the Mandalorian oh. is trying on a quest to become a real boy. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian <laughs> was the the friends we made along the way. Yep, <laughs> that's right. Um, anyway, uh, spoiler for a moment at the end of the first episode. Um, Louisa, but- are you wait? Yeah. Louisa, are you, is this going to ruin it for you? <laughs> <laughs> Would you believe me if I said yes? <laughs> Uh, no, please go ahead. Uh, yeah, the uh, greatest thing in Star Wars in the past uh, 15 years has <laughs> happened, which is we've got the the third member of Yoda's unnamed species, and this yeah. time, it's a little baby. Yes. Oh, gross. <laughs> they find a baby Yoda at the end of the first episode, which, again, leaves me, a human man, to say, why should I give a shit about this thing? Oh, it's so cute. I actually, at the end of the first episode, was like, oh, that's cool, because it was like a CG. In the second episode, it's an animatronic the whole time, and I'm like, oh my god, I would <laughs> kill any human man. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't, I do not want to bring up the Muppets again, but why is it that we can kind of relate to other humans on a neutral level? As Matt said, when they're computer graphics, we hate them. But yes. when they're puppets, we love them so much. Oh my much. god, yeah. Even if they were, like, traditional cartoons, like Muppet it's- Babies Kermit, I don't care. Real <laughs> Kermit, if anyone said a bad thing about the- him, I would punch them in the face. <laughs> this is what Pinocchio didn't understand when he tried to become a real boy, is that he would become hateable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh so he should have stayed stop motion. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I maybe maybe that's why I like didn't get into this show because the CGI um Yoda baby I just don't give a shit about. Could you and, did you notice the influence of professional lunatic uh, Werner Herzog in this? Uh he was a character in the first episode. He plays oh, uh <laughs> he plays probably the primary antagonist, but it's unclear so far. Oh, is that the guy who hired him? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was Werner Herzog, but that's fine. Um, you could tell by his very strange German accent or whatever that was. I thought he was faking. <laughs> yeah, I, his act- actor was I had never German heard accent. him speak before, and when I heard him deliver his lines, I was like, oh, is that what he sounds like? Huh. I've heard a lot of people do impressions of Werner Herzog, yeah. so that makes sense, actually. Yeah. I, say, I feel like the main thing he's known for is speaking and rambling in long, incoherent sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the anecdote from uh, somewhat recently when some of the directors on this show were talking about directing him in a scene with some kind of puppet alien and then taking it out to do the scene again in case they wanted to use CG instead later. And he was like, no, leave the puppet in, you cowards. Stick by your Stick, stick to your guns. Have faith in the in the puppet that you built. <laughs> I won't be doing a second good. shot without you. Have to use the puppet. Oh, and did good. they? I, I guess so. Because 
like when a director who is objectively better than you at directing tells you what to do because he's an actor in your movie, I think you have to do it. (laughs) I mean, listen, I think every director should have the faith in their puppets that they, that they made for the thing. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, um, I, so Mandalorian, uh, either watch it or don't, depending on if you think Jeff is right or if you think Matt is right. But I'm not going to watch the second episode, yeah. probably, because the first episode was extremely boring. If you like a cowboy or a samurai movie, and you like a Star Wars, this is both of those. <laughs> now, is the, it one of the shows that's released all at once, or is it coming out, like, weekly or whatever? Uh, weekly. Oh. Yeah. It was, like, two episodes the first week, Tuesday and then Friday, and now it's every Friday. Okay. Uh, I think there's eight or ten of them. The last yep. episode comes out the week after episode nine. Uh, I mean, Rise of Skywalker. Not uh, kind of hard to talk about. Episodic TV and episodic film in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> yes, sure. The next movie, we got it. Uh huh. Do, do we know for sure that the Mandalorian is Boba Fett? It's not Boba Fett. Okay. Um, it's. Like, if it was Boba Fett, they would have just hired the guy who played Boba Fett, because he's still around and a working actor. Um, well, that doesn't mean anything. They might have just been like, he's a clone of Boba Fett or whatever. Like, no, they... <laughs> he's a real fucked up clone, like, multiplicity. <laughs> like, they went back and redubbed the original trilogy with Tamura Morrison's voice, just yeah. to make it consistent. Like, they would have just used him. Uh, maybe. He, he played Aquaman's dad in that Aquaman movie. Yeah, he was good in that Aquaman movie. I liked it. That was probably the only good part of that Aquaman movie, to be honest. I like the idea that Django Fett plus Nicole Kidman equals Jason Momoa for some reason. <laughs> that's the that's the mathematical sex logic of that movie. Yeah. It's not the craziest matchup I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> mm. Oh man, I really liked watching Nicole Kidman kick all those Power Rangers. That was a fun movie. Yeah, Nicole Kidman, I I can just imagine Nicole Kidman on set, like, being like, I want an Oscar. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> I was in Stanley Kubrick's final film. Yes. Why am I... <laughs> okay. I divorced Tom Cruise for this. <laughs> I am willing to bet that actors like that are kind of excited to have to, like... You get to play a superhero's mom or dad or whatever, mm-hmm. and you do maybe three days of shooting and then you're done. Yeah, those movies are so controlled, I bet, that like you know exactly when you need to be on set, and like it probably starts right then. It's probably not like other movies at all. Yeah. We've talked about it before, but it the problem is I don't think the actors realize how much it hammers home to us, the audience, the fact that you are an actor who plays smart people, but you are not a smart person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, uh, I mean, it's like Kate Blanchett was in a Thor movie and Glenn Close was in Guardians of the Galaxy. I, th- I think that some of these people are just like, you know what? I want an Oscar. I guess I'll stand next to, next to some weird rubber mask gloop gloop aliens and do whatever. <laughs> Who cares? I feel like superhero movies did it gradually by getting BBC actors to be some of their characters mm. so that it's like a way in. Like if you're a, if you are another good actor to be like, hey, look, we've already got some Shakespearean trained people on board. Why don't yeah. you Patrick come Stewart's join us? whole career has been this dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most reliable way to become a professional actor in big blockbuster movies is to become a actor in pantomimes in England and then move up to BBC <laughs> period dramas, and then eventually you'll be cast as, like, Doctor Strange's friend. <laughs> 
I was making a joke once on social media about uh, Loki and Doctor Strange palling around in World War One, and then <laughs> I fucking found a scene from a movie I've never seen where they both are soldiers in a World War One piece. Oh, Jesus. I would assume that that joke that you were making was based on a BBC show that you saw. I know! <laughs> it was based on the idea of one that was plausible, and in fact, so plausible that it already exists. <laughs> That's I wonder if... Good. I know that Marvel is making a Loki series for Disney+. Plus. And it would actually be incredible to me if they made the Loki series be like Loki throughout history, yes. and they just used clips from Tom Hiddleston in different BBC series. <laughs> just and like, they didn't even hire Tom Hiddleston to make this. Series. Exactly, they they just CGI his lips and have an impersonator redub all of it to be like it's me, Loki. Yeah, that would be great. Would it be great? Uh huh. It would. Oh, boy. I would love something more innovative than current day superhero stuff in a superhero series, though. <clears throat> it's true. I'm, I have high hopes for their What If series where they're going to be doing, like, crazy shit Elseworlds stuff. Yeah, but it's a cartoon, so it's like, does it count? Eh, maybe. It depends on how good the cartoon is, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. There's so many animated series on Disney Plus of, like, the Avengers or whatever, but they are drawn in that cartoon style of, like, what, Ben 10 or whatever, yeah. the modern, like, Disney uh-huh. uh, car- cartoon, Disney Channel cartoons are, that it just seems unwatchable to me. The one that is worth watching is Avengers United We Stand, and then all the rest of them are bad. There's also, like, a new Spider-Man on there that looks terrible because it's drawn in that same style. I don't know who that style is for, but I, an old man, hate it. The one of the Spider-Mans that's worth watching besides the 90s one, which does hold up, is Spectacular Spider-Man, and then skip all of the ones that are after that or before that. They also have the late 80s, early 90s X-Men, which is amazing. Fun. Sorry, Louisa, what was your question? For this show, which Spider-Man is it? Is it Peter Parker or is it one of the other Spider-Mans? Um, Peter Parker is the main one for all of the cartoon shows, as far as I know. I Sounds know like Mi- bullshit. I know Miles appears in, uh, I think the most recent one, but, like, not as the main <sighs> guy. If you're gonna have a million shows, just give it to someone else. Just be something different. Do it. I yeah. mean, there were only really, like, two Spider-Mans. Maybe three if you count, like, future Spider-Mans. <laughs> like Ben Riley for some reason, if you want to count him. Is he the, is he Scarlet Spider? Yeah. Yeah. Scarlet Spider. That sounds like a very feminine name for a mainstream superhero. He was I, a clone of Spider-Man. Yeah, I like to believe that because he was a clone, he was cloned without genitals, and so he's gender neutral, and that's why he went with Scarlet Spider. <laughs> that's yeah. fine. I mean, Scarlet isn't truly a gendered thing, but it, the way it hits my ear. It, like makes, it. Uh, it makes the tights a lot easier to wear. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeff, what did you do this week? Um, I went to... All right, do you want to hear me talk about the new Charlie's Angels or going to karaoke last night? Mm, karaoke, probably. Yeah, karaoke. Okay, cool. Um, so there was this place doing live band emo and punk karaoke. Oh out, my god, so much pressure! Out, Yeah, I know, right? Out in Ridgewood, New York, uh, which is in Queens, like right next to Bushwick, and 20 minutes driving an hour by train, because Queens, for some reason, just doesn't have trains that connect to other parts of Queens, um, which is very frustrating. All of New York is an elaborate maze set up by some kind of demon to drive people insane. Yeah. 
Like, if if you live in Manhattan, it's always faster to take the train. If you live in Queens or Brooklyn, it's probably faster to drive. But it shouldn't be. Stupid. Um, anyway, I took the train there, and then it was so late at the end that I took a lift home. Um, it's it, it was cool. Uh, I went with our friend Phil and um, our friend Katie, and then Phil's girlfriend was there, too. Um who is not our friend. <laughs> I mean fascinating for the listeners. I don't think I, I don't think either of you know her, that's why. Okay, good. So even the hosts are not in on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh so Phil was so excited when we got up to sign up uh to see the first slot open that he put his song that was inappropriate to open the show in the first slot, which was oh, no. Say It Ain't So by Weezer. Oh god, that's a terrible <laughs> choice for any time during <laughs> No, it's it's very good for, like, the middle of the show when everyone's, like, uh, one or two beers deep and ready to just scream at the top of their lungs. I don't think it is, because I genuinely think that that low of an energy song you think is going to be a great song for karaoke, but I've done karaoke a lot, and no one ever wants to hear a low energy song. Uh, it's not low energy. He does all the yelling. It, but it's slow, and it's sad. Yeah, that's true. Um... I did Damn It by Blink-182 right after him. Um, okay. And then the best part of the night was when the... Between every song, the band would just, like, noodle around and play whatever came into their heads, and sometimes they would play a snippet of a song, and then the crowd would start singing. Uh, and yeah. one time, they started playing... Uh, Believe by Cher, and the crowd started <laughs> singing, and then the guy who was singing karaoke, who was like, he came up for the next song, but was like, their friend, and in another band, and the band, like, knew him, started singing Believe by Cher, and the band, like, was started having to be like, okay, let's figure out how this goes while we're playing it. Um, <laughs> and it worked, and then, like, they got to the second verse, and we're like, alright, it's definitely over now. And he started singing the second verse, <laughs> and we're like, oh no, okay, cool. And we did all of Believe by Cher as a crowd together. I oh, promise awesome. that that's a better song than whatever song he was gonna sing, because uh, that song rules. Yeah, it was very, <laughs> very cool to um, <laughs> see something like that happen. Share songs are actually all extremely good, is what I've learned, like, embarrassingly recently, but... Yeah. I agree, time, but, every, uh, sorry. I was just gonna say, every time that I hear anyone mention a share song, I'm like, oh, actually, I really like that song. Yeah, I fully agree with you, but a lot of the ones from the 70s are a bit problematic, because... I don't quite know Cher's genetic makeup, but she claims at least five different kinds in some mm -hmm. of her songs. She claims to be a gypsy, a tramp, and a thief. <laughs> she does do that. She has that song, <laughs> Half-Breed, also, which I don't think is appropriate. She has that song, Dark Lady, about another Romani person that she kills. Spoiler alert, she kills her at the end of the song. Uh, yep. Her last name's Sarkeesian, so I'm gonna yes. guess some kind of, like so far east in Europe that at one point it was probably considered the Middle East and not Eastern Europe? Yes. Hungarian, maybe? I don't know. I shouldn't speculate. But she certainly um, has songs from some ethnicities that she is not. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it all comes from her mom. Her mother claims a bunch of different um, ethnicities. Oh, okay. Her dad is just Armenian. Okay. That's fine. Anyway, I do like her music, though, but some of it I feel is a bit problematic. 
I do appreciate the fact that she didn't keep doing, like, try to keep doing more problematic songs uh, in the modern age, but instead just got into, like, club bangers. Yeah, yeah that's pretty awesome. It's Get very weird. Get into your 60s and be like, you know what? Gay club music. That's what it's gonna be yeah. now. Yeah. And it's great. Gay club music is the best club music. <laughs> it's really weird that she's been famous for, like, 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, she's not crazy old. No. She is crazy and old, though. <laughs> yeah, she's crazy and old, but she's, like, what, like, 75 or something? Something like that, yeah. Uh, she was born in 46, so let's do, do the math on that. 73. Hmm. Do you guys know about all of her, like, extremely good Twitter stuff also? Yeah, I follow her on Twitter. She's good at tweets. I love those insane emoji posts that she does that don't yeah, make any all sense. all that. <laughs> uh, I was watching, coincidentally, just last week, I was watching Moonstruck, which is a great movie, and it's mm. the one that Cher won an Oscar for. And she is 41 when she made that movie. Her character is supposed to be 37. But uh, the person she falls in love with, the play by Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage was 23 when they made that movie. Oh! <laughs> That's fine, actually. I don't think that's fine. <laughs> to me, in my mind, Nicolas Cage and Cher are the same age. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're both, fact. they're like, he, he's decrepit. <laughs> <laughs> what? He is so old-seeming to me. I was just <laughs> listening to an episode of um, Story Break while they were talking about writing a sequel to Face Off. And they were talking about mm-hmm. having Nicolas Cage and John Travolta come back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Nicolas Cage would be great in this, like, in a sequel, because he's still weird and around and crazy. Mm-hmm. But John Travolta is too old to do this. But they're only, like, three years apart. Yeah, yeah what's weird is John Travolta's had so much uh, plastic surgery that, in my mind, he's way older than he actually is. And yeah, yeah, he took his face off. Exactly. <laughs> And had it stapled back on, but yeah. smaller. Uh, yeah. If they did Face Off 2, I would definitely... Uh, Go see it? Of course. Of course you would. D- well, yes, I would see it. I still haven't seen the first one. Does that matter? <laughs> oh, really? Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's very either. stupid. Uh, I would 100% need uh, for Nicolas Cage to once again deliver the title line, but he has to say Face Off 2 this time, some somehow. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. can make that happen. Let's- Hey, let's let's not just do jokes from this other podcast I referenced that was exactly talking about Face Off Two. Oh, <laughs> like, damn it! <laughs> I ref- I mentioned that they were making jokes about Face Off Two on this other podcast, and then we started making jokes about Face Off Two. But they're going to be the same it's jokes. The same there are jokes. only so many. Yeah, there's That's only fine. three jokes to make. Yes. Did you hear about Nick Cage being in this biopic of himself? What? No, but that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's no. called it's called the unbearable weight of massive talent, and he plays Nicolas Cage in it. Oh my god! Huh. <laughs> Does it cover is his the... life? Does he play himself yeah. at all ages? Is he himself at twenty three on the set of uh, a Moonstruck? I have like, no idea. His, <laughs> is it about his life, or is it somebody else's biography, and he's just there? <laughs> oh, it's As his good buddy Nicolas Cage. It looks yeah. like it's more like a um the the, like, <laughs> adaptation-style thing, where he's playing an actor named Nicolas Cage who's trying to get into a movie. Oh, God. Mm. Like, so uh, JCVD. Yeah. Sure. <sighs> yeah, I'll go see this. <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick although... Cage is, Nick Cage is one of the few actors that, no matter what he's in, I know I'm gonna enjoy watching the movie. See, it's funny you say that, because I really enjoyed him in Moonstruck. I'm not sure I've enjoyed him in any other movie. I saw Mandy, which was his movie that came out last year, and it kind of sucked. 
but did you enjoy him in it? Uh, there is one scene where he is going insane in a bathroom and drinks an entire bottle of whiskey uh, in between screams, wearing underwear and a t-shirt, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's just like one unbroken shot of a solid five minutes of Nicolas Cage pacing and just doing like guttural screams while <laughs> guzzling whiskey. It's a very fun scene. Yes. Are you sure he knew that they were filming when he did that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It looked they didn't like even uh, hire him to be in the movie. <laughs> the footage was a little fuzzy and tilted at a weird angle. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that is a strange movie that I don't recommend. But he does deliver a good performance. You're right. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so can we get into a wiki now so we can all go back to our Pokemons? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm go- I- did I paste it? Uh, I pasted it into the send, but I didn't send it. There it is. Uh-huh. We got particracy? Particracy? The particracy wiki. Okay. So, Particracy. for me, the background is blank, you guys? Yeah, same. Okay. No, it's a picture of the Capitol building for me. Okay. Wow. Which one? Ours? <laughs> America's? <laughs> the Particracy wiki contains many articles intended to add some background to the nations in the world of Terra, the parties striving for power in the nations and the interesting characters their various histories have allowed to come to the fore. In addition, pages about the players behind the parties and articles are also here. There are many ways in which you can contribute to the project. <sighs> Particropedia currently contains 15,135 articles. That's more than the entire Maori Wikipedia, and I will editorialize and say, what the fuck? Why did you point that out? What is the Maori what? I'm assuming that's Wikipedia about things to do with the Maori people? Yeah, that's... That's fucked up. Actually. Yeah, this shitty that, that you would mention that. That looks like a maybe randomly generated thing. Oh, is yours different? No, mine is the same one, but it feels like um because it's in the this has this many pages that like mm. maybe each day it changes which wiki it has more pages than or something. That would be a or good I idea to guess. not do on your page because of things like this would yeah. happen. <laughs> now it, yeah, is. it sure seems like you're saying, hey, our fictional world that is only made by white men is more important than this nation of yeah. real-life people of color. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird to think about how Wikipedia, but in the Maori language, only has 15,000, like, has less than 15,000 articles on it. Yes. Uh, how many articles oh, does boy. English language Wikipedia have on Internet it? Internet is bad. Oh, English language Wikipedia has 5.9 million articles. I'm very concerned that this is some kind of role-playing wiki for a United Nations, but for grown-ups. Yes. Yeah, that does seem to be what it is. Uh, it no. is, well, it's for a game. Like, you can click through to a link to a game that's basically uh, mock, mock UN for adults. Yeah, I clicked on that where it says the nations in the world of Terra. But yeah, yeah. it just does seem to be United Nations bullshit. Hmm. Oh, here we go. General information. Particracy Classic. Particracy Classic is a political simulation game where the player takes on the role of a political party in a fictional nation. Uh, you vote on legislation, for cabinets, blah, blah, blah. Uh, constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like this. I don't like uh, this at all. It's really weird because they... I went to the frequently asked questions section on the particracy.net website. Um, and 
because it takes place in a fictional world named Terra, you can't make references to real-life celebrities, organizations, and religions. <laughs> so they've just renamed Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. To, yeah, I was going to say, I bet they do it anyway, don't they? They just yeah. change the name a little bit. Christianity is Hoseanism, Islam is Ahmadism, and Judaism is Yehudism. This is exactly like what you were talking about with Pokemon, the Galar yep. region. Yeah, Fuck this is guys. exactly, this is just Pokemon world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate it. Here's something that's very upsetting. I'm looking now at the activity, and people are posting on this a lot. Like, to, I'm scrolling down, I've scrolled down about five pages worth, and mm-hmm. we're not even to the end of today. So, Here's what I'm saying. There are people in this world, the world we live in, who care about politics. Yes. (laughs) Who care about politics and have enough mental energy to care about it in a fictional world as if the politics in the real world were constantly soul crushing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is fantasy politics for white men who really idolize the Founding Fathers and Fourth of July parades and think if they could just hammer things out without other people complaining, they could get everything figured out perfectly. Yes, yeah, this is... Except... This is ex- sorry? No, go ahead. I was gonna say, this is extremely for the kind of guys who tweet on every politician's page, like, you guys are idiots, and the the simple answer is libertarianism. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I clicked through to one of the, uh, big political parties, and it's called the Fascist Authority Party. Ha! Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Uh, and it seems to be in some kind of fake Germany. Holstria. Okay. Okay. Holstria is... God, uh, God, it's impossible to... <laughs> I guess it's oh, probably it. Austria. <sighs> I hate this. Does it matter? Does this. any of this matter? I hate <laughs> no, this so doesn't. much. <laughs> okay, I clicked on a random page, and I got a page called the Chap Hash Party. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's pretty good. Tell me more I about clicked, this. Uh, I wish I could, but there, that's all the information on the whole page. <laughs> um, Is it? <laughs> Like, there's a title, and then a big blank box, and then it says categories, and then add category. Oh, damn, you're right. I also see nothing. Wow, Louisa, you got a really good page name. I did, yeah, so I'll say mine now. It's the Union of the Godless. Hell yeah. The Union of the Godless was an atheist political party in the Holy Luthori Empire. They led a political Uh. coalition against the monarchy in 2560, successfully ending the monarch's reign and establishing a republic. That's a crazy sentence. Yeah, I liked it it way more when it wasn't some libertarian, obnoxious, atheist, jack-off fantasy. (laughs) Like, when it just sounded like a cool heavy metal album name. What? Why is... 2560 a year? Yeah, good question. What does that mean? Well, they don't have Christianity, so the numbers are just (laughs) higgledy-piggledy. But they've got to be based on something. Nope. 2560 since what? Based on nothing. The leader of this party is named Gordon Beige. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. That makes me think of those neutral aliens from Futurama. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Tell my wife I said hello. (laughs) Uh, I, um, I got a random page called mm-hmm. e- Egg, Eggy Seg. Um, 
Uh, Unity, or EGISEG, was a communist and civic nationalist political party in the Federal Republic of Endralon. <laughs> it was founded on the 1st December 4321. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. The party was founded by a group of students and professors at the University of Kispilgon, who formed the party as an independent <laughs> branch of the Communist League of Terra, separate from the Socialist People's Party, who they deemed were too reformist to carry out a revolution. Oh, man, you think if ah! I... Uh... You think if I level up this rag and roll enough, it'll turn into a kissful gun? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Oh. Um, how do you think you get involved in something like this? Well, first you have to lose your job. <laughs> then you have to get hit on the head really hard. I okay. Here's what I, I guess. What I'd like to ask is, if I wanted to get involved in this mm-hmm. in this like online role play that is happening here. And I was just like, okay, I'm gonna play Mars, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna, cu- I'm gonna have Martians that are gonna come and attack Earth. Like, do you think that's too crazy for people? Yeah, or probably. Would I they, they roll that, like that into their thing? Um, I think they'd be mad at you. Why? It's exactly as dumb as what they're doing. Yeah, but this uh, is all dumb on a boring level, and that's too exciting. So I just got really excited because I scrolled down to the uh, chairman of this fake communist party, mm-hmm. and there's a picture of a real man here. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh, the chairman's name is Zatar Andras, spelled C-S-A-T-A with an accent R. Uh, and I Google searched, and it's actually Attila Mesterhazy, who's the leader of the Hungarian Socialist Party, uh, or was from 2010 to 2014. From 2010 to 4572. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy that number, because on that last page, we were looking at numbers in the 2500s, and I was like, oh, so they have set things in sort of the future, or they've realigned the timeline to be like 500 years off, but apparently yeah. that was in the distant past, because we're up to 4321. So long-ass time ago. Who knows? That's part of why this page is so imparsable by a normal human mind is because at no point does it say what the current year is. Yeah, true. I really would like the real world uh, equivalent index to be on the wiki, but it's on the forums for the game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. There's literally a whole list of cultures, languages, and ethnicities, like like everything. Uh, (sighs) So... I think the thing I hate most is everything here is slightly off from the real world, but just very slightly. And the joke is that you, if you know enough real world history, you'd be like, oh, smirk, I see that this is the Hungarian Communist Party. Like, that's what they want. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it? I don't even know. Like, it seems like the people... First of all, I wish there was a way to see how many people actually are involved in this, because I would bet that it's like six. (laughs) There's, I hope so, but I bet it's not. There's a goddamn fake... There's an equivalent of Esperanto in this world. Why? Oh, no, Why do they have that? You don't I need like, it. I feel like this is... In our very excellent Discord chat the other day, somebody uh, brought up a totally valid critique of our show, which is that we are constantly angry at the people who make these. <laughs> and usually it's children, because most of these wikis are abandoned projects by 11-year-olds. I thought they wanted us to be mad. I thought we weren't um, mad enough for them. Some people like us to be mad. Some yeah, people some think don't. that it's not good. Okay. And it's a totally valid critique that three adults 
yelling about how angry we are at a child's project is not the greatest look. I get that. All right. This is this is definitely made by adults, but yeah. it has exact it, it, it evokes exactly the same emotion in me. <laughs> this has big boomer energy. This whole uh, yes. setup. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to compromise here and say uh, abortions for some miniature American flags for everyone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, God, it's it's making me so mad to go down this list and see all of the different names. For yeah. all of the different goddamn things. So, when you click on the link to the game, I kind of thought that it would take me to, like, a game, but it's just another, <laughs> like, message board. <laughs> yep. There's not a game here. I mean, the message board probably is a game. Hey, what yeah. the hell is an ultra-jectine old Catholic? Because there's an in-game equivalent of them called the Septentrines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's when you inject nitrous into the engine and it makes it faster somehow, mm-hmm. right? God, yep. it sounds ultrajectine old Catholic sounds like like a, a like a Dr. Bronner's type soap where it has a bunch of conspiracy <laughs> theory stuff on the side. <laughs> no, this is real good. We got grand up communion hosts in this soap. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So okay, I'm looking at this list of the real life uh compared to the in-game like version of it as Don't get well. too into this. Okay. And one of them is English. I assume the language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it might be, like, the nationality. But anyway, the one of the equivalents is Luthorian, which sounds like a bad guy in a Superman comic. Yeah. <laughs> well, what my page says something about the Luthori something, overthrow or something. I'm guessing they're talking about the Lutheran church and how that works which into Which didn't Anglicism. start in England. And wasn't English. I know. I mean, Martin Luther wasn't English or, and didn't speak English. Let's see what Lutheranism is called here. (laughs) Oh, it's not listed in the list of religions. Okay, good. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, it's, this is, this is pretty crazy. (laughs) How did this start? Did somebody just go online and create a message board and then just start posting, like, now calling a vote of the Parliament of the Blib Blobs to <laughs> yes. see if we should trade with the Slibslobs. And then somebody else was like, I'll be the Slibslobs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that is exactly what happened. Okay, hold it, hold on a goddamn minute. <laughs> Under Christianity... Sorry. Under Christianity, there's a, a separate bullet point for each of the sects, and one of Lutheran is not there, but Protestant is, and the in-world equivalent for Protestant is Lutheran, <laughs> either spelled with an O, as if as in the Luthor people, the Lex Luthor's country, or yeah, with yeah. an E, like it is in the real world. Sure. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> It kind of defeats your purpose of saying you can't reference, like, you have to have code words for all the religions if your code words are just other religions. I can't tell. I'm trying to look at this and figure out which religion they think is the right one. Uh, and I think it, I, th- I think it might be Gnosticism because that one's just called Good Church. <laughs> and what is that? I uh, don't know. I have no idea. Okay, good. It's pretty cool that. I mean, it's it's a real indictment of real-world religion that none of them thought to call themselves good church. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, King James in this world is actually King Harold. 
Oh, oh, oh. oh my god, there was a King Harold. Like, what are you yes. doing? You can't move everything one to the left and just be like, no, I understand this now. Satanism. Oh, Judaism. Satanism is Satanalism. Guys, I might be turning a corner on this. This <laughs> no, might be no. great. Okay, I actually like this one. Scientology is called Thetanism. That makes mm. sense. That's yeah. better than Scientology. And actually. it sounds it like a pun on Satanism, even though it's not. Yes, yeah. I love it. Oh. Is that pronounced Thetan or is it Thetan? I've Who heard cares? Both. Why am I yeah, asking? I've heard both as well. Also, the wait, did you say that the Satanism is Satanalianism? Sa- sa- oh, Satanal- Satanalism. Sa- Satanalism. Saturnalia? I guess. That would make way more sense than <laughs> Satanalism. He's not called Satanale. Moses is called Ariel in this world <laughs> for some I, reason. I would love a nice, cool Satanale right now. <laughs> That's his evolved form. He's got extra firepower now. (laughs) You've been playing too much Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I need to get back to it. I'm dying. Yep. Ugh, Christ. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think. Sorry, not Christ. I mean Hosios. I think that like. I think this might be a necessary online resource for keeping extreme perverts away from doing something else with their time. <laughs> so yeah. instead of the King James King King James Bible, Jesus, wow, hold yeah, on, go, go for it. Instead of the King James Bible, in <laughs> this one they have the King Harold's Ketub. <laughs> what? Or yep. Annunciation is the Gospel. The Hebrew Bible is the Ketub, and the Annunciation is the Gospel. Okay. Cool. Uh, the Quran is called the Book of Bliss. That's good. Again, that's that's <laughs> very good. I feel I would like read that. The people who do this spend five minutes writing a story about oh this group got into power in this year and then this other one took over, and they spend most of their time uh, thinking up uh, synonyms for nouns. Yep. Yeah. Um, Holy Week is just called Holy Week, but Christmas is called yes. Hallow Night, which I- is awesome. <laughs> and there's no Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Hallow Night and Hallow Tide are Christmas. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. We should start using them. Uh, if by that you mean that Halloween should just be the main holiday of the year, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, Halloween starts when it starts to get uh, darker after the autumnal equinox, and it lasts <laughs> through January. It lasts until we finish murdering all of the people in power. Yeah. I'm about to die because I just found out what John Maynard Keynes' name is in this world. Who is that? Uh, the guy who invented uh, Keynesian economics, the principle that spending is what makes the economy good, so you should make the New Deal. Um, okay. His name in this world is Kodos Fairname. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Uncle Pennybag. <laughs> <laughs> That's... What? That's extremely good. This is great, you guys. No! No, stop. It's bad. Don't listen to Matt. He's gone over too far. Yeah, I do really hate this a lot. Oh my god. Wait, there's an in-game version of Doctor Who called Professor What? (laughs) I hate Uh, Coca-Cola is called Rock Cola. The Daleks are called Dorvlex. Oh my god! It was called Tenkun. Ash Ketchum is called Rot Fangsy. <laughs> this is the true purpose of this wiki. Okay. Somebody did this! There's... Somebody spent time doing this! Super Mario and his brother Alejandro. <laughs> uh, Super Jose, thank you very much. Yeah, Wait, sorry. Is there, is there non-canonical... Uh... 
Super Jose and his brother Alejandro. Um, Pokemon <laughs> is called Tasuman. Oh my god, this is good. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I don't want to say, I don't want to get too on board with this in case it is an extremely Nazi thing, which it kind of might be, but it might just be an extremely stupid thing, and I'm on board with it. I don't know, they did give Hitler the embarrassing name Reinhold Scharf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, Matt, Christ. there's no way this isn't a Nazi thing, because those are the only people who are interested in uh, American-style politics, like, deeply, deeply interested in them. Yeah, in doing, like, fake countries and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I I mean, it's definitely the people who think that politics on paper is like the the only true form of politics. Yes. God, um, why does the art of war need to have a different name? It's called the craft of conflict in this world. For I guess, yeah, that is a synonym. Because that's the only thing these people are wanting to do. They the get excited that about they're... that. The thing is that they're both translations of a thing in another language, so they are they are synonyms. They are both equally valid English names of that book. Yeah. Why? I get Professor oh Oak God. is Professor Let- Edelweiss. I get Let it. Let me go. Let me die. Why is Ash Ketchum <laughs> Rot Fengzi? <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, Keynesianism is called Codonomics. <laughs> Uh, don't blame me, I voted for Kodos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Alright, okay. yeah, we're done with All right, this. I gotta, I gotta get out of this, it's so good, though. Oh, I'm Christ. Really I, it. It's not oh. good, I'm dying. <laughs> I really, really want to start playing this game and just come in as the Martians and see how long it takes me to get permabanned. <laughs> Anyway, alright, well, I hope you guys liked this show, and I hope you guys are all gonna go and start playing par- Particracy. If you can figure out what, how it's pronounced, you can play it. Partyocracy. That's the rules, according to me. Oh, that's our game, Partyocracy. Yeah, this isn't a democracy, it's a partyocracy. <laughs> Jeff, stop giving away the script of our, uh, the spec script of the movie that we were writing for the Disney Channel called, uh, uh Tween President. Whoa, what? <laughs> the Mandalorian 2, Partyocracy. <laughs> With man in capital letters. <laughs> yeah. The Mandalorian. <laughs> All right. I uh, hope you guys liked the show. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes. Please recommend us to your friends. That's the best way that we can grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. You can email us, seeingreddit at gmail.com. Uh, or you can find me, Matt. I'm on Mastodon at MattHeron at Mastodon.cloud. I'm also on Mastodon, Mastodon.cloud slash at JK. You can also follow me on Instagram and Snapchat, Jeff JK, and uh, message any of us to get our uh, invite to the Discord. Yep, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz, and talk to me about Pokemon, please. Thank you. Yay. Okay, guys, well, thanks for listening. Please come back next week. In the meantime, though, please don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. I if I hope that the enjoyment of this good nugget of content made by Louisa only was enjoyable to you. It's always different, but it's never good. <laughs> <laughs>